And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime. I say we. It's just me tonight. Uh, and I just realized that there's a typo in the, the stream. We'll be starting shortly, Paige. That's, that's pretty fun. But uh, welcome back to On The King's Dime. Tonight, just a solo one. Andy's out there. It's his anniversary tonight. So he's out there uh, doing a dinner with the missus. So shout out to him out there. Um, come on and say g'day if you can uh, sneak the phone away from the missus for the night. But um, we're here to talk about the Adelaide game and also the uh, New Zealand game. Oh, that, that was a rough game, so we'll talk about that. Uh, do a quick chat about some of the other stuff that's happening. Uh, 12 in a row was huge. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in terms of how the, the table's shaping up. I've got the table up. Um, and then we might have a look at some highlights, just a quick, quick go through the highlights of the Adelaide game. I did watch that game live, but you know, I want to have a look at some of those highlights again, just see some of the things that happened, talk about those. But as always, we're live on Facebook right now. Uh, you can watch on Facebook live. You can also like and share if you feel that you want to like and share. Uh, and then we always put these up on YouTube the next day in replay. So if you want to watch us in replay, on YouTube, uh, then you can do that as well. And in audio format on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Spotify and the Anchor platform, wherever else that Anchor platform goes out to. It's great to have that. It's a free platform for podcasters to get your podcast out there. It's really, really handy to have to put that out there. It's been a real success for us this season. This season or kind of going back to the, the dark days of using Podbean and then surprisingly just getting barred from uploading for some bizarre reason but you know anchor you know the anchor thing happened and it's, it's been great ever since so that's good yeah shout out give us a subscribe rating review uh anything else you can get us to any more kings eyes and ears that'd be great because uh, it's great to be doing this it's great to have everyone along shout out in the comments if you want to uh say g'day and uh tell us what you think of these kings I wasn't going to do this pod tonight. I was thinking, nah, like Andy's not here. But then I thought I, I kind of want to get back into doing some more streaming. I haven't been able to do any video content this season basically because of uh, Twitch. They took it off Twitch. So a lot of the access to videos has been a bit of a struggle to get to. Even though technically, you know, should we be using these videos? Probably not. Um, unless they're for demonstration and educational type purposes. You know, should we have access to this kind of content? Maybe, maybe not. But it, it was great last year doing some of that content, having the time to do it as well was uh pretty handy um and it was a rough season we had you know there was a lot going on last season we had to um really really kind of squeeze out some positivity uh down the end of that season my chest just decided to squeak a lot um but i think um just to to keep the keep my uh decks going and uh, i want to try and get back into doing some more streaming content doing a little bit more now that we uh have had such a good season we, we're getting into the playoffs um it might be good to get back into doing that so i've brought it back out i updated some of the artwork got the desktop happening nice uh shot of the table there looks good uh 17 wins which is great uh we played 24 games so one less than uh melbourne united this season uh 17 and 7 is a great great position to be in since we started the season you know str struggling i think we were four or five maybe or three or five um, to start the season, I'll, I'll check that. I'll get that out of there. How about I check that right now on Real GM NBL? Um, 
but yeah, it's been it's been a great it's been a great sort of middle and end to the season. Hopefully that uh, can go on, that run can go on. Uh, but having seven losses now with the Jack Jumpers on eleven, I think we only have four games to go. I had the fixtures up here somewhere. Uh, we have one, two, and then three and four to go. So. I think we're pretty much cemented in the in the uh, final playoffs. Now it's finals. That's that's the finals, finals. But uh, yeah, we're cemented pretty much in the playoffs with uh, the Jack Jumpers not actually able to make enough of a run. I think to get that fourth spot from us, if we were to fall that low, losing you know our last four games in a row, obviously we'd be on 11, 11 losses. Um, we essentially have one year to cement our place, and then. Really, we kind of want to get another couple of wins and possibly even duke it out and get home court for the finals if we were to make it. Obviously, in the semi, you'd want that home court against one of the uh, Perth or, or Melbourne, uh, sorry, Perth or Illawarra. And then if we were to make it into the finals, it'd be great to have that uh, first game uh, like we did under Will Weaver. That was a great, great, uh, a great season. And hopefully, we can see a bit of a repeat of that. I'm just going in just to check the fixture list uh, to start. What am I looking at here? We're looking depth chart stats. No, we want schedule. And looking NBL, NBL. So we started, what were we? We were three and two, and then we lost four in a row and some bad ones too against New Zealand. Uh, Brisbane, that was a tough loss as well. We're in the right season. We are in the right season. So what were we? We were three of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Was that no three of nine? That's not right, is it? Wow, we started the season three of nine. And then obviously getting those two wins and then 12 in a row basically to uh, get us all the way through there. Um, to, for the boys to kind of come back, the the lads to make a huge comeback like that, absolutely crazy, really. Um, turning, turning the season around um was huge and a full full credit to to the team in general because you know we are still sort of remember andy and i sort of talking about it and just being like i don't don't see where this team you know is gonna make this comeback like it's a real really kind of rough rough around the edges team but you know with cooks coming back and then getting back into form we've seen jarrell jalen adams coming back from injury was it jalen adams or cooks i think it was jalen adams coming back from injury just just huge, like absolutely huge. He's caught fire. He's been fantastic all season. And, and to have um, have our team basically, you know, go 12 in a row to get us to 17 and 7 is is massive. Uh, three, and nine, three of nine, three wins out of nine. So we were three and, three and six to start of the season. Like that was huge. Um, and then I was looking at the Facebook page, the Kings Facebook page, and um, – Flo McIntyre had done a, a takeover on it and she was asking questions, talking about this team in general. It was great to kind of see a little bit of an insight inside of the Kings franchise. It's not just, you know, Chase Buford as the main the main man who rallies the troops and the main face of it. There really is a squad of um, coaches and that inside behind there doing a lot of great work. It was great to see some interviews with the strength and conditioning guys talking about recovery, um, just in general talking about the vibe of the team and how close-knit they are, how well they... Um, how well they take to, you know, the mongrel of being a team that has high standards and, you know, making each other better every day, working hard to make each other better. You know, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to go back to last year and sort of say it's different because I don't know unequivocally whether it is different 
or that much different. I think the the um, the attitude was there in general. I think this squad's always had a high a high kind of attitude and ability to work hard. It's just now they're kind of getting those rewards and those rewards are cascading into more more and more wins and more and more um, fanfare, finals appearance, et cetera, like that. And, uh, yeah, it was great um, to kind of see and acknowledge, you know, Fleur's contribution, Kevin Lish, um, some of those guys in the background getting their, getting their props, which was great. I, ironically, I, I've forgotten their names already, so that, that's great. But, you know, shout-out to all of those guys working in the front office of the Kings in the uh, coaching staff, everyone pretty much done a fantastic job to get this team to where it's at at the moment um you know touch, touch wood lightning might strike but yeah pretty much finals bound after last season has been a huge huge uh, improvement and it's been great to watch there's been some great basketball and i think a final series where we can kind of look at this and go this is a team where you expect you kind of expect to see at least a fight and you know some sort of payoff like we're obviously not sitting here like setting ourselves up for a disappointment um but at the same time doesn't feel like those early days where we kind of limped in the playoffs or limped up to the the ending and you know got bounced out or like that will we have a season where we kind of finished we knew that team was um on the verge of winning a title and that good um, so it's, it's great to be kind of back in that frame of mind, you know, wanting this team to do well, watching it do well, and getting those rewards as a fan through through the the medium of watching this team. And it's been really rewarding for us as fans this season. So that that's great as well. Twelve in a row. Just looking at my notes here. Yeah, that social media that was really interesting to see if you can get those. Um, see if you can try and find that stuff that was on Facebook. I don't know how the stories work. I just happened upon seeing that story and watching through a few of them. So if you can somehow get into the back of those stories and like have a look and see some of the questions answered and some of the things people were talking about, it was really, really fascinating. A little insight into the team. Um, but these, yeah, I'll talk about these couple of games, Adelaide. Oh, I've got, uh, Cameron Curtis saying, yeah, both wins were pretty ugly. I didn't, oh, I thought I heard some people saying, you know, that this Adelaide game was an ugly win. I thought we played quite well in that game. And I don't like to say the team kind of, you know, let's play at 70%, just make sure like, you know, okay, we're going to, you know, we should win this game. We'll play at a high standard. But I, I felt like when the Kings get a rhythm and they play with that kind of, you know, that, that pace and that rhythm, they're a hard team to beat anyway. And that game wasn't necessarily ugly. I just felt like the Kings were trying to get back into that rhythm the entire game. And once they did, they kind of pulled away towards the end. And, you know, Adelaide, they you know, can hit some shots. There's a few, uh, a few, a few decent players in that team. Um, but I thought some of the early work that the coaching and the way we play has done, for this team kind of got us through in that game. Like we sped the game up. We kept uh, continuing to play, you know, with that, that bully, bully style against Adelaide. And, you know, Andy, I've got it in my nose here. Andy called it Xavier Cooks, you know, it was great down the stretch of that game. It was great to see him get like another game where he, he passes another milestone in being one of the best bigs or one of the, the, you know, top bigs in the NBL. And I think he, he's just had a phenomenal season. Eos Cameron Curtis also asked, do you think we're struggling in parts without Clark leading the second unit? That's a good question because he wasn't in that New Zealand game. Um, I think we've seen enough of Clark now where you know how good he is, right? And if he, he comes in, you're going to get 20 great, good, good to great minutes out of him. 
But at the same time, it kind of squashes a couple of these other other players, and for good or bad, like I think it was good to see Bales get a run out, and his his energy, like he doesn't necessarily have in um, that you know middle of the road, solid, really good professional level. You can tell he's kind of quite raw and quite um, at that development type level. You know, he he is pretty good, I think, for where he's at. But I, I like that he he just got out there, you know, showed showed the promise. He got in, got a nice um nice inside bucket, worked hard to get that in that New Zealand game, and I think that's important too. Like having Cooks there to you know shoot shoot the ball, play defense, um, keep that rotation pretty steady is good. But I think also having having that exposure i think galloway played a fair few minutes in that game also um i won't get ahead of myself but I'll, I'll i'll talk a little bit about that but i think you know even if clark's out we've got such depth that some of these some of these younger guys or some of these other guys can get into this team and still get a chance you know we're not looking at that scenario last year like i think i said this a couple of weeks ago i'm not looking at that scenario where last year we would get into this mold of like we need something absolutely desperately off the bench here. Who who's going to give it to us? And that you could tell that was just leeching, leeching the energy out of this team. Like people that come off the bench and just have to give almost perfect performances. Some of the best performances they'd given. Like no mistakes, no uh, um, no struggling to fit into the flow and rhythm of the offense. No like no room for error basically. Whereas in this team, like I feel like. You know, guys can come off the bench, be comfortable. They know their role. They know where they got to go. They know um, they can fit this team. It's just such a like nice all-round bench, a nice feeling to have. The guys come off the bench with a purpose. It's not just I need. We need to score here, boys. Like we need. You know, we need someone to set somebody up. Um, we're gonna go roll to Maker here. Like, and Maker has been great as well. Like, and I think having that is just it's so much more comfortable and in the rhythm, and it helps the offense in general. And I think. It's important. As important, I think Clark is, is for his scoring in general. I think it was nice to have some of those guys come off the bench. Um, did is my mind failing? Did Clark play in that Adelaide game? No, he didn't. Um, but yeah, some of the younger guys. Bales got twelve minutes, which was good. Um, and then he got eight minutes against New Zealand. I kind of do hope that he's back, though. Like having said all that, I do hope Clark comes back for the finals <laughs> at the very at the very latest. Um, but you know, I, I think it's kind of, it's an issue if he's not there. I think his scoring is definitely needed, but it's also nice to have a little breathing room for some of these other guys to get a little bit more minutes. Glover as well is another one I touched on, I should touch on and say he, he played quite well in both those games. Um, but I'm going to quickly just get DCMA'd off of Facebook and probably YouTube. I'm just going to watch some of these highlights. Um, so watch along with me if you get that. Just doing doing something a little bit different, you know. I'm probably getting nuked off of YouTube, but whatever. Let's let's have a look at this. Like Maker shooting threes, man. How good is that? How good is he? He um he's been playing, and it's not just roll guy. It's not just chucking into the post. Um, I don't know what Cooks was pointing out there. Um, maybe it was his guy shooting that. Oh, why am I so far into this game? What the hell is going on there? Um, let's go to the start. Let's just go to the second quarter. Why not? Um, but here's Bales again with that speed. Glover in the corner. You know, pretty solid. It's good to see him hitting shots. Um, sorry, I'll stop moving the mouse for anyone watching at home. Cooks again going in. And, yeah, pretty much Andy called it. Like, Xavier Cooks just absolutely munched munched them in the last game. And, again, here they just kind of don't have an answer. Kai Soto 
he he's quite slight. He he's a good big man. I think he's got great skills, and I think he'll kind of have a pretty good career. But at the same time, doesn't have the beef. And I think this team knows how to get entries. I think I remember this pass. That was an insane pass from McCarran. How about the season that he's had with this Adelaide team? Like what a you know takes takes the big money move, and then the the disappointing season. Like what a what a uh, a disappointment for him. But back on you know our bigs. I feel like all of those guys now have got a much better idea of how to get the bigs rolling. It's Makeuts, um, Jarrell, Cooks especially. How many times do you get these like little little dump-offs on the foul line? Look at that. Like that's in traffic on mismatches. So it's great to see Cooks and he's finishing those too. Like there was a couple of seasons ago where he was kind of you know, struggling with his hands. That's that Maker 3. Great to see him shooting threes and shooting the ball well. If he can develop any kind of like step back game in the post Jarrell Martin style game, that's going to be unstoppable, man. Because he's already a massive dude. That was a pretty pretty light third quarter, <laughs> light third quarter there. Um, yeah, Tommy V played defense, so that's obviously foul. Um, definitely. Let's have a look at this. Oh, like. Yeah, bit of a bit of a nothing call there. Um, but the, yeah, Adelaide team coming back in this game. Yeah, Cook shooting threes too, man. It's massive. If you can space the floor, you know you're never going to be looking at Xavier Cooks going. I, we you know we need forty percent from three from you. Look at that spin from Jarrell, fantastic. Um, and then yeah, we pulled pulled it away at the end. I think I did. I say that was Bales before. I think that might have been Jalen. Um, they're looking a bit different. I think Bales is like definitely a smaller, smaller guard. Um, maybe, it, maybe it was, but we'll, we'll check the tape on that one. Um, but this Adelaide team, what a, what a rough season for them. Like really, really searching for, for something. I think D like you, you got to get some more out of DJ and even Mitch McCarron, um, in general, like that, that's a rough, rough team, man, for that season, for them to have that season, like, you know, pretty terrible. Uh, what did McCarron have five points? I think he had an absolute an absolute burglary against us the last game too. I think he might have had four or five points in that game. So what a shame he's not playing for Melbourne, eh? Like for coming into the, those finals. That'd be great to see him having these performances against Melbourne. But Melbourne have a few more weapons uh, in general. Just looking through the box score, I got that popping up. Uh, what are we going to... I'm just going to move that over there so I can see it a little better. Uh, we've got here Cooks, 22 points, obviously 10 of 12. Just so many easy entries. Like We've just perfected the art of getting him an easy entry, isolating that big, making sure that he's one-on-one, -on -one, and then it's just like, all right, we'll go chest-to-chest -chest, or we'll go shoulder-to-chest and see you know, see what you got type of thing. And we're getting him uh, – some of the entries are still a little bit early. Some of those kind of you know foul line entries sometimes come a little bit early, but I think it's a testament to him that he's been so good this season that – you know. He's just finishing those anyway, and he's developed that like straight up sort of floater game. Like this chair, man, what's going on with this chair? I can hear it. Um, he he's developed that straight up floater game, and that's been huge, man. Like that's um, that's another you know evolution, developmental leap for him to be hitting those Fallon sort of floaters, little little runners. Um, it's going to be massive in those finals um, uh, this season in general. DJ fifteen points, not too bad. Five of sixteen. He's shooting it a little more. I had a I had a kind of come to realization moment with DJ, sort of thinking like, 
just shoot it, man. Like, just shoot it. I think it was Leonard Copeland was on the <laughs> was on the feed and he was sort of saying, he's got to shoot it. He's got to shoot it. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, I think we've hit a point where now we can go peak DJ and he can just shoot the ball as much as he wants and shoot his way kind of back in form. He's not necessarily that kind of player, I don't think. I think he's got a little bit more um, nuance and a little bit more kind of refined, more refined of a game to be able to score the ball. And we, we probably aren't doing quite enough. He's, he's probably having to make too many shots for himself at the moment, but I think it's kind of the makeup of this team, like with the amount of bigs we have and the amount of bigger guards that we have and the, uh, the amount of kind of like dominant guard type play that we have, um, especially when Bruce comes back. I think that's kind of a def- detriment to him, but I think I said it last week, like it's great to have him that you know the scoring onus isn't on you, DJ. So just make sure you nurse your way back to back to full health. Um, and I think that's that's been great for him. Jalen Adams, bit of an off night, four of nine, two or five from three. Um, the three balls just kind of gone slightly. Mm, spoiler alert for the New Zealand game: that three balls ooh, disappeared, did a little bit. Uh, but I'll go over that. Five turnovers, uh, five assists, still was massive. Wani only two points, one of seven. His his offensive game is almost near to gone. Um, but he's still staying aggressive and that defense, like you've got to have him out there. He's played his way onto this team by basically he'll guard one to four almost and do a great job of it. And having that has just been huge. Like having him be able to guard one to four, hide DJ a little bit. Jalen Adams can play on ball quite well. And then having Cooks and Martin, Cooks and Maker, Maker Martin, um, and then Tommy V kind of coming off the bench, only having to give hustle and not have to do as much has been huge, huge to get our rhythm going this season. Uh, and then Glover, 24 minutes off the bench, which is great again. Eight points, three of three, two of two from three, a couple of big threes, um, grabbing boards. I think that's important. He's quite a springy young man. Um, him, a little little sneaky sneaky rebounder, which is good. Dives to get those rebounds. Dives not on the floor to get rebounds, but dives um, to the to the glass to get rebounds. Uh, and then three assists, which is great. Um, Kurt making nine points, three of four, massive again, two of two, and then one of two from three. Two of two from the line too. He doesn't get to the line enough, but I don't think it's his fault. He gets crunched so much. Like uh, in that um, New Zealand game, like he was getting fouled like almost every time he was double teamed, he was getting fouled and kind of not getting to the line. I think he might've got to the line a little bit. We'll have a look at that in a second. Then Bale's three points, one of four. Good to see him get three assists as well. His, his pace is going to be massive. Um, and we just continue, relentlessly continue to keep that pace up and keep that rhythm up. And I think... You know, we went a little bit uh, at the start of the season, and then as like as the leagues kind of evened out, we've been able to, you know, go go take our level further because you know we did all that work at the start of the season with our pace and our conditioning, and that was that's kind of helping us. I think at the moment, uh, looking more. See DJ twenty points, five of eleven. You're always looking at him, going, man, dangerous. Like he's such a dangerous scorer inside if they can get him entries. But we've got the bigs that can kind of stymie that. McCarvey King, one of ten, like a real struggler of a night for him. And then Sunday Detch, two of eleven. He usually plays quite well against us um, in general, but only six points. Yeah, a bit of a struggler for him. And then I think looking at the rest of that team, like even Sunday Detch isn't necessarily one of the NBL's elite scorers or elite kind of players. I think he's just on the cusp of that. Um, in general, as a defensive player and a, and a scorer in general. And then Dufelmeyer, um Dusty, did Dusty play in this game? Yeah, no no minutes for Dusty Hannes. He he just lit it up in that last game. Essentially, any mid-range he could get, he pretty much knocked down in that game. So he wasn't in that game. And then Kai Soto, eight points. 
still kind of has to put on some kilos. Like I saw them making him sort of side by side and you realize how big both of them are, but how much bigger and broader and more powerful that McCurmaker looks. And he, just in general, like watching him in the last couple of games, like when he puts it together um, and keeps those hands pristine and we kind of get the ball to him rolling. I, th- I don't think he has the, the, the agility and the quickness to roll like a true, true dangerous role man yet. Um, but when he gets that man, he has some serious power. And when he, when he grows into that power, I think he's going to have a, have a pretty solid career in general. Um, a team's going to take him and uh, get some pretty good rewards out of him. I'd like to see him block a few more shots. What did he have? Uh, one block. But still, I don't think this team really needs to go up and block shots. Like this team, Cooks Cooks blocks some shots, um, but I don't think this team really needs. Like we just have to have like not like last year where it's just every game you're just like we don't have a shot blocker. Like how can we defend the rim? We're playing this weird drop coverage and this um where the big doesn't go out, but we don't have a shot blocker. Like this doesn't make sense. Like I think everyone can kind of contest and keep uh keep the horizontal spacing at a minimum which really helps this team. But, yeah, not, not much more from the Adelaide game. Might just have a quick look at the the summary. They shot 25% from three. That's a little tail of the tape. Some teams not shooting great from three against us, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's us in general, our defense, or if it's just teams not shooting the ball well or if it's, you know, we're doing something defensively. I'm not, not 100% sure of that, but 34% from the field, not, not good enough. That's not going to get it done. Uh, against the Kings team, shooting 47%, 58% from two, and then 31% from three. Not the greatest night from three in general. From, uh, from us, we've had better nights, but, um, you know, great great stuff in general. 17 assists on 32 made field goals, another nice ratio as well. Adelaide also had a fair few assists, which is great, and we're rebounding the ball well. All right, on to this New Zealand game. This was just an awful game. I was I was out late last night, so I, I had to watch the game. I was it was about full time when I turned the game on, and it was just a rough, rough watch on the train on the way home, all the way about about an hour on the train home, watching it just sitting in the carriage, just going, "Oh my goodness, this is just just a horrible game." It started, I think there was six minutes. We I uh, know it was I think it was about the six minute mark where we scored our first points and there were free throws. I don't think we scored from the field until about um, five fifty eight or something remaining. Um, which you know by our standards, like we've been starting games pretty quick. I'm wondering if you know as a team, like we're probably I'm probably reading a little bit too much into this, but as a team, we kind of went maybe all right. Let's let's slow down these starts a little bit. You know, we've got six games in nine. What was it? Five games in nine days or something crazy coming up. Let's slow down the starts a little bit. Let's let's try and, you know, limit the amount of energy we expend at the start and then, you know, try to catch these teams up, play at a, an extended pace kind of rhythm through the middle of the game and then try and keep these games, um, you know, lively down the, the back end, which, you know, Maybe you'd want this team kind of coming out, punching the other team in the mouth, getting a getting a blowout happening as quickly as possible, and then sort of um, sort of coasting down the end of a game, which was something we've done a little bit this season, a couple of times this season. We've had games like that, which has been great. Um, but this game, yeah, rough, rough start. I don't think Jalen hit a shot. Um, I think he might have missed his first four or something crazy like that, four, four or five or something crazy like that. He missed a, like a bunny layup. Um, and then it was interesting cause DJ kind of, kind of got us out of that hole 
as I was sort of saying that DJ, you know, as you rely on him to create his shot, he can do that. It's not necessarily his forte. I think he's a much better catch and shoot player if you can get him, um, get him moving off the ball, get him moving off the ball rather, and you know hit him, hit him wide open and catch and shoot opportunity. But he was creating shots, and that kind of bailed us, bailed us out of a out of a hole, kickstarted our offense a little bit, and then um, getting ahead of myself. Like once you see Jalen Adams get a couple, you just feel like a roll's coming because he starts to work things out. Like it was, I think it was Cooks in the halftime show was sort of saying, yeah, they were doing this funny switching thing at the start. And I, I noted that as well when I was watching, just gumming up, gumming up the offense. But there was a lot of like um, really late, like, you know, we were looking for those post entries and then really quick um, double teams that guys couldn't like, especially Maker, like couldn't get get through. And even Jarrell kind of couldn't get through. Even Cooks had a, had a bit of trouble but once, once Jalen Adams got going, we kind of solved that. And I thought that was a really, really interesting way to kind of view this team in that, you know, here's a problem inside a game. We're struggling to score the ball. Um, you know, Jalen Adams and pretty much, no, maybe not everyone, but pretty much um, DJ and even, even Jalen Adams went into just shot mode. And then Jalen Adams went, you know what? No, I'm just going to start going to the hoop, um, you know, really splitting this team down the middle, really spreading them, and then also making them collapse. And we kind of went away from just that really brute force down the middle post-type things, post-types of things that we've been doing, those entries, um, those those isolate the big and get them one-on-one. We kind of went away from that and ran kind of these pick-and-rolls and, rolls and the, these, this kind of slalom-type thing. I thought that was that was fan, fan, like really fantastic to watch this team go. You know what? We've got an issue here. Let's on the fly solve this and watch these guys do it. Like, and Jalen Adams ended up with 19 points. Um, it's, it wasn't a great night by any means. You wouldn't look at that performance and go, "Wow, 19 points! What a great performance!" Six of 17 it was one of those ones where he kind of just just kept shooting it, kept moving, but then changed the way he played. Ended up with uh, five assists, four turnovers, which is quite high for him. Um, and then yeah, twenty five percent from three is not his, not his usual standards. Um, but getting to the line five or six, which was great. And then DJ again, three of seven from three, had a great night. Um, and I think he was the one really that carried carried that offensive load at the start. He hit a couple of huge threes and then really jump started the offense. Jarrell didn't have the greatest tonight. Again, I think that switching thing, um, just gumming up the offense. You know, he he kind of if if you can physically move Jarrell and if you can physically kind of keep him out of the zones that he likes to be in, then I think he kind of struggles to establish a little bit. And then they were they were doing some pretty smart double teaming, I think, um, in general, which I like. I haven't seen a game in a while where you look at it and just go, whoa, sending the whoa, sending the doubles, eh? Like crazy. But then watching it and you know, watching it actually work for a little bit for like for about seven minutes where you're just like, well, that's a, this is actually working. These doubles are actually working. Like, okay, fair enough. Send the double. But then, yeah, Jalen Adams just started dicing it up. And he went, all right, like no more double teams, boys. What have you got? And that's where we kind of, you know, pushed the game out of reach. A bigger scoring run, seven there, biggest lead, 11. Um, but just looking at this uh, this team, they just were three happy, like just shot so many, nine of 37 from three. It was crazy. Like Abercrombie came out, he hit one, and then you know Abercrombie's a pretty good three-point shooter. Did he hit one? No, he didn't hit one. He was none of five. I think he he missed his first one or two, and he was wide open. And Abercrombie's a guy where you go, wow, like 
you don't leave him open. Like I, even at this kind of age, and even I think he's had some injury issues to start this season. He's a guy where you just go, yeah, I'm not going to leave him open, man. And we left Findelaney open a little bit. Um, not necessarily uh, like just wide open on the Prima breakdowns and stuff like that. They were, they were running these kind of like these drives to the the nail, or sorry, these drives into the post and then these they're kind of like really elongated pick and roll, pick and pop type things, um, which which we couldn't re- – we can't really solve a thing like that. Like I think if I was the coach looking at this team and looking at the things that are going to hit us in this final series that's coming up – these kind of elongated um, pick and pops are gonna we're really gonna struggle with because our guards aren't necessarily lightning quick, um, really attached type players. We play more of like a um, a hedge and space type thing, where you rely on the players being in the right spot at the right time to then, you know, move defenses, um, then contest, keep your arms up, really stay in the range. And I think like New Zealand had this little little Delaney uh, Delaney hit a couple. Um, who else shot? Basson hit a couple where they did that, and I think Siva might have hit one. And then they just didn't didn't like get the memo to go. All right, let's change it, throw it into Wetzel because Wetzel had eight of ten, and then we'll go back to that, and then we'll we'll go back to Wetzel, we'll go back to that. They kind of just tossed it to anyone, shoot a three, you shoot a three, you anyone, Delaney shoot a three. Delaney took some just like you're like okay, all right, Delaney, like yeah, sure, like take take another one of those, no worries. Like you know, you've seen a couple of go down, but I'm happy with that. I'm happy with McDowell White shooting five, five uh, one of five. You know, taking five shots. Like go ahead, um, Basson three of twelve. You know, he's he's a smaller guard, so I'm wondering how the size kind of might have affected him. But yeah, for him to go three of twelve, Delaney four of ten, then you know, kind of says. You know, why didn't you get the ball to Yanni Wetzel? He had 22 points. He bailed you out the entire night, 8 of 10, all from two, 14 boards. Like, we, we kind of struggled to contain him a little bit. And some smart play, little little dump-offs, little hand, hand, hand-me-downs, little, uh, little tight inside, inside uh, passing that kind of, kind of broke, that, broke that defense up a bit. But they just didn't. That's kind of the story of New Zealand season where, you know, go, go. <laughs> Go to some offense. No, that's not the right offense. And then um, Deng coming off the bench. Oh, sorry, he started and found trouble straight away and then came out, fouled again, came out and then fouled again. I think he ended up fouling out. No, he ended up with four fouls. I think he finished the game. Um, And then there was this set, Rob Lowe, and I'm pretty sure it was in a timeout. They said, um, run that A set up high and go Rob Lowe. And they they came up, they ran that A set, and they just ran straight off (laughs) Rob Lowe and went to the basket and scored. Might have been been Jalen Adams, I think, scored, or maybe even DJ. But it's just one of those those great moments we get in the timeouts where the the coach runs a play and you just watch it get executed and it just works perfectly and you just go – Top notch! What a play! Like it's it's great to see those happening again. Um, and it happened a lot under Will Weaver. Now I will. I'm going to do my three, two, one. I'm just going to check my phone, see if see if he's uh, snuck away and been able to send me his tips. Um, but he's got. I'll show you here. I'll show you the MVP. I'll bring that over here. Um, you can see here, Andy's got a fair few of his to put in. But I'll, I'll show you a quick preview of uh, where we're sitting at, at the moment. Cooks is currently in the lead. Jalen Adams has caught up. Jarrell Martin's had a had a great, great uh, little run as well. He's he's in the hunt. If uh, depending on what Andy puts into some of these games, uh, and then DJ, I, I think you know this this kind of plays out in what's happened this season. In uh, Wani and DJ have had quite solid seasons points wise. Clark, Glover, Bales, McCurr, Tommy V. 
Um, Geordie hasn't even played. Shawnee Bruce has got his uh, his one point, and I think I, I, I replaced somebody. Yeah, I think I might have replaced um, RJ Hunter with Clark. Uh, but I've got Andy to put those in, and we'll definitely, at the end of our season, in our, um, our, our review, we'll, uh, we'll get those figures nutted out. It's a, it's a good guess now at the moment. Cooks, could be Cooks, could be Jalen. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting uh, interesting finish this season. Cooks, I think, against the 36ers. And then DJ. And then I've got to check the box score. Did I close the box score? I did close the box score. What a fool. Uh, let's go off the top of my head. Adelaide. Jalen. Nah, Jalen didn't play well in that game. What do we got? What do we got? Bales off the bench. McCurr. I think one might go McCurr. Um, and then in that Breakers game, I think DJ with the three. Um, Jalen with the two. And then McCurr. No, I like Glover. Glover had a pretty solid. I think he deserves one point over the two weeks. Oop, Glover. That's not going to register. That'll register. Um, yeah, so that's a little little sneaky preview of how I do those, which is good to see. Good to see. Now I will bring that back over here because I need the notes section. Uh, tips. No, I need tips. Where am I? Tipping. Um, uh, I can't. I'll have to do this on here because everyone's got their tips in. And I don't want to spoil it. It's coming down to the wire, man. Perfect P with the round. Um, the huge round too, an eight eight point round. Uh, massive. Was it eight points in the end? Was it eight? Eight? Nine. Nine point round. So we've got, a, I think, an eight point round in this round. Uh, I'll quickly give my tips. Andy hasn't faxed through his, so he might have to put them put them on the um, on the video a little bit later. Uh, I've gone Kings, Hawks and Kings, um, Kings tomorrow, and then Perth and 36ers. I've gone Perth. Uh, actually, what can I do? I can bring up the fixtures here. Yeah, I've gone Perth. Uh, then the jack jumpers, poor old breakers. They'll probably burgle one away from the jack jumpers and end their season. Uh, then Melbourne, Perth, the Phoenix, the Kings, and then United to finish out the round. And that is tips. Um, and I think. I could probably just about leave it there. This Hawks games, man. This is. I had a quick chat with Andy um, on the weekend, and I was over texts, and I was like, "I'm I'm cool with losing. Like, I think I think we're ready to lose one. Like, yeah, I don't want to lose one. I don't. I'm not like predicting a loss. I'm I'm touching wood and making sure we don't lose this game. And I want to win, and I want to cement this um cement this top spot if we can. But I was kind of like, if we lose one here, I think it's all right. I think we're we're okay. Um, I do wonder how the uh, tiredness is going to take its toll. The um, the travel is going to be massive, like absolutely massive, taking it out of us. We've we've had to change. Uh, sorry, we've had to go from Adelaide to Bendigo and then back to back to Wollongong. And I wonder how much that's going to take it out of us. And I think it's it's very reasonable to look at this team after how well we've played over the last few months and just go look. If anything's going to be a scheduled loss, I think it's going to be this one because the Hawks are going to be absolutely ready to go um, in this game. I think, what did they play Friday, I think, last week? So they're going to be absolutely raring to go. 
And then actually I can check that. How about I double check that live on the air? They did play. The Hawks played Saturday, last Saturday. So they, they are going to be absolutely rip raring to go. They're going to want it too because if they can get wins, just looking at the table, um, there's a real chance that they could sneak um, some home finals because they – or, yeah, home final, semi or home, home semi or home final. They've got a huge chance here. Um, so I think they're going to be well up for it. But at the same time – what does that mean for our team? Like, if we come in and we lose a game here, does it like derail, send us, send us, ooh, like send us a bit wobbly? Do we maybe, you know, want to win this game as a statement to just say, hey, hey, no, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna keep winning. We're gonna win big games. We're gonna win small games. It doesn't matter what games we win, uh, we play. We're gonna win no matter what. And I think that sends a huge message, message as well, because that that game against uh, Adelaide that's coming on Sunday, it's a uh, Thursday Sunday, which is not the harshest, it's not the the biggest, um, not the biggest turnaround, and the Kings will be in their beds for that game, which is good. Um, but still, you would like to think we could take care of Adelaide and then the Taipans, and then do we lose and then get revenge against the Hawks, or do we do we win? And then maybe on the last day of the season they get revenge. Is that a different like? Is that another another way to look at you know this team taking a loss in an important part that might have an effect on the postseason? Like that's that's also another way to look at that. But at the same time, like you don't want to win, you don't want to lose both games. You'd like to win both games and just say cemented um, statement. Look at this team and go like you know we've beaten the Hawks. We'll play the Hawks then if they finish fourth, whatever. We'll play Perth if they finish. Uh, sorry, third if we finish first. We'll play Perth. We'll play any any team. And I kind of feel like that anyway. Like I'm happy to watch this team play any team. I think we've seen we've uh, definitely cemented ourselves as one of the top teams in the league. I think there's no there's nothing pretend about this team. I don't think there's nothing that says to me. Oh, like you just pull this thread and this whole thing could unravel. Like this, like we've seen over, like Gazy and Forty had those those parts of that team, those teams where it was like you pull this thread and this whole thing comes down. Like this team seems really solid all round. And of course, Touchwood, you know we don't want to jinx jinx this finals. We've had such a great run to dig ourselves out of that hole. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to definitely jeopardize a postseason where we have you know another great run. And I think. If Chase Buford stays, which I'm hoping he does, because he's definitely shown he can, um, you know, he's got the personality and I think the heart, the emotion, not just the coaching X and O's. I think he's got kind of the whole package to really put a foundation for this um, in for this team that kind of gets us playing a certain way. That quick style, a lot of pick and roll. Um, if we've got bigs, we'll use the bigs. If we've got guards, we'll use the guards. And I think it's it's that malleability that we couldn't, like it was kind of masked at the start of the season because we we were pretty stern about, don't know about this, man, you need to change. And he kind of did change, like he did change it. Um, he got Adams back, made sure he was running a lot of pick and roll, ran kind of more more just FIBA. It was like he went, um, you went, you can't do this in FIBA. And he's gone, oh, right, well, I can just move these parts and now it's going to fit into FIBA rather than, you know, like we were kind of saying like, does he have to tear this thing down? Like, does he have to just totally retool this entire thing to make this work? Um, and that was where the big, you know, what's going to happen was coming into it. Um, but yeah, he's shown, you know, a couple of tweaks here and there. And then the little like, don't worry, this, this speed thing's going to pay off in the end. And, you know, we're kind of running teams out of the, out of the building and off for in transition, which is, which is great as well. Um, so yeah, another, another huge week. And then another big week 
to finish the season. So what are we looking at Sunday? So we might be back Monday next week. Um, but I've got the uh, I've got the setup going here now, and I can actually do live solo stuff now, which is good. It was good to uh, get doing that. Hopefully, when I put this up on YouTube, that um, that Adelaide clip doesn't get DCMA'd or something like that. Or, but you know th that happens. Like, what are we a, a tiny channel fan channel? If people want to um, unload on us using footage of the NBL, then then so be it. All right. Um, and yeah, I think I'll leave it there. As always, we're live on Facebook right now. So give us a uh, like and a like on the video and the page and share it around to anyone else who you might think would want to watch King's content. The more King's eyeballs on this, the better. Uh, and also you can listen to this in audio. I did. That's going to be just one huge audio monologue. I did record this. So if you want to listen to this in replay, uh, in audio format, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify and a, a whole range of other different different smaller ones. So if you want to try and find us, then definitely look up on the King's Dime. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll put this up on YouTube to premiere tomorrow night, about, around about 5 o'clock-ish, I think I do them at. And, yeah, so if you want to watch this back in replay, then get over there and do that. You can also do it on Facebook if you want to do that. And we or I will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.